I become more at ease? The forest and nature is the guide. After all the work, it's so worth it. That's the practice. No one is that busy. <laughs> Kindness is innate in all of us. There's life right beside me. Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is podcast, a limited release series just for the Happiness Conference 2020, aimed at trying to help you find ways to be a little happier in your lives. I'm your host and happiness guinea pig, Danny. In each episode, we will cover one theme and how it relates to happiness, talk to a guest expert on the subject, have them recommend a happiness practice related to that theme, and then try it out ourselves. And if you listening out there want to get involved and try out these practices, then listen on to find out more during the episode. Think about all the things in this life that hurt you or cause you pain. Something. Do not do these things. Okay, so in this episode, we are covering the theme of mindfulness and happiness. Now, I've been seeing a lot of people share pictures and quotes about mindfulness on social media, and I've always been curious about what it is and what exactly it entails. You know, is it the same as meditation? Is it just some fancy terminology? Can you get by listening to just a Calm app? That sort of thing. And so without further ado, let's get right into the expert interview. So in today's episode of the podcast, our theme is mindfulness and happiness. And uh, our guest expert for today is Erin Lee from Mindful Moments Singapore. Erin, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Danny. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, so uh, to start off, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, what you do? Mm, okay, so I'm primarily a mindfulness coach and I teach mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I teach mindfulness programs to adults, to youths, and I also uh, do some corporate training. Mm, mm. Yeah. So this thing, mindfulness, right? Mm. Uh, I have to admit, I, I, I've been seeing this a little bit more and more uh, recently, come up more recently. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, I, I've always been kind of like a little bit unsure about what it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. always been practiced on like Instagram, uh, mm. on YouTube, all these like influencers. They always bring up like mindfulness and mm. stuff like that. Okay. So what exactly is mm. mindfulness? Well, um, in mindfulness practice, we're learning to pay attention to the present moment. But the question is, what are we paying attention to? Mm. And how are we paying attention? And why do we need to pay attention? Mm. Right. So we're paying attention to anything that is present for us mm-hmm. in our environment. So this environment could be external environments or internal environments. Right. So when we are living our day-to-day lives, we could be paying attention to the people around us, the things that we're doing. Mm. And a lot of times our attention is actually thrown outwards. And we usually don't pay much attention to ourselves internally. So Mm. a big part of mindfulness is learning to turn our attention inwards to be able to pay attention to our state of mind, our state of body, to learn to observe ourselves, Mm. right? So this is the kind of attention that we we are developing, that we're training. And what kind of attention is that or how do we pay attention? So essentially, we need to pay attention in a very non-judgmental way. So we're observing ourselves at any moment, any thought comes in, um, any emotions that we feel, any changes in our body, let's say when we're subject to stress, right. uh, we will know in the present moment that this is happening to us. All right. Mm. Yeah, so I got two questions on yes. that. Right? right. So firstly, you mentioned that you didn't want to use the phrase 
to focus, but mm. rather you want to use pay attention. Yes. Right. So what, what do you think is the difference between these two, focus mm. and, and pay attention? Right. Okay, so let's give a relatable example. Yeah. Right. You know how we're often very attached to our devices nowadays, yeah. right? Especially our phones, yeah. right? So uh, when you go outside, let's say you're, you're commuting, do you see people glued to their phones all the time? Yeah. Yeah, so they may be walking in front of you and then their eyes are glued to their phones and then they're blocking your way, you know, or they're, they're just not paying attention to their surroundings. Right. So what's happening here is there is focus, right? But their focus could be mostly or 100% on their phone such that they cancel out everything that is around them. Okay. So this is not the kind of focus that we want to cultivate, that we want to develop in mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But mindfulness is not just a, a concentration on a single point or a single object. Mm. Right? It is more about resting our attention on whatever that is available for us right now, whatever that is present for us. So right. whatever that is present, I'm just, I'm just aware, but I'm not focused on one single thing. Right. And then the second question I yes. wanted to ask, right, mm -hmm. is that why do you think this is sort of necessary? Mm. Um, I think a lot of the issues that we face nowadays is primarily an attention issue, mm. right? We often encounter a lot or, or we experience a lot of mind wandering nowadays. Mm. So there's actually a research study that shows that our mind wanders like close to 47% of the time. So imagine our productivity at work, right? Yeah. So mind wandering is not just about a distracted mind, right? One of the outcomes of or the conclusions of this study was that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind, huh. right? And people whose mind wanders a lot, they tend to feel more stressed out. They tend to also feel a little more unmotivated, right? So what happens when our mind is wandering? So this again goes back to the attention issue. Yeah. So when our mind wanders, it often drifts between the past and the future. It's very seldom in the present, right? Our mind can take us everywhere. So let's mm. say our mind drifts to the past. What are we thinking about? We're thinking about something that had happened maybe mm. last week and then we start ruminating about it, especially if it's something negative, yeah. right? We start to obsess about it yeah. and then we get we feel a little bit negative, maybe a little bit depressed about it. And then sometimes our attention may drift to the future and then we start wondering about what might happen, yeah. right? And then we start worrying and then we start getting anxious. Yeah. So all these states of mind may not be very helpful may not be very constructive for us. So um, we have to know when we are sort of swinging to the extremes a little bit. So uh -huh. we're not saying that with mindfulness, you have to stay in the present and that the past and the future are irrelevant. But we need to know, are we stuck at either place? And is it time to bring ourselves back hmm. just to rest in the present? Yeah. Mm. So, and then uh, I'm just curious, yes. how, did you get, how did you first get started with this uh, happiness practice of yours? Mm. Well, I was still in my corporate job some years back mm -hmm. and I was actually working in public relations mm -hmm. and I was working overseas then and I remember one of the events that first led to my change. So I was busy organizing the, the PR event and then I remember it was it was in a ballroom. Everything was, was well run. It was very smooth and mm -hmm. it was glitzy and glamorous, you know, the, the typical luxury client job. Yeah. And then I remember I was standing in the middle of the ballroom with a clipboard in my hand, all of a sudden, I just suddenly felt that my the ballroom sort of just faded away a little, and I was suddenly very tuned into my own body. Huh. And it was for the first time that I felt that my body was really, really heavy and exhausted. It was a very distinct feeling. I've never felt my body like that before. It was almost as if every cell in my body was crying for help. 
right. in that sense. Right. So that was when I realized that I really wasn't paying enough attention to myself. And it made me reflect on how I've been living my life in the past. So I would go into the cycles of throwing myself into work and then um, not paying attention and then burning out and then calling it quits and then starting the cycle all over again without without understanding why. Yeah. So this experience sort of changed my perspective a little and I realized this was probably not how I wanted to live my life. It wasn't the job that was the problem. It was how I was um, connecting with myself that was the main issue. Mm. 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 And that's uh, that nicely transitions to the, my, my next question, mm. which is that, so in, in your opinion, right, how do you think your happiness practice has changed your life or how has it impacted your life? Mm. Um. Contrary to what a lot of people uh, believed about me yeah. and my change, they, they tend to think that it's like a sudden, almost like a enlightenment kind of thing, like a, like a spark, <laughs> right? But usually it's yeah. not like that. It's, it's a very slow, gentle pace of change that I've noticed about myself. And this is because I've constantly been keeping up with my practice, right? So every time I practice, I notice a little change. I notice a little change. So how it has changed me, I find that now or over the years, I become more at ease mm. with my life, myself, and how I'm relating to myself. So I used to struggle a lot, a lot of self-judgment, a lot mm. of self-doubt. Um, so over the years, I noticed internally, this has shifted quite a bit. Um, so no matter what state of body and mind that I'm in, I find myself a lot more at ease with whatever conditions that I'm given. Hmm. So whether it's negative thoughts coming in, I can simply observe them without engaging too much in them. And people have always said that I looked calm and only I myself know that now I'm truly becoming calmer internally. Hmm. Right? And it, it's it's a very slow process of, of change, of shift in myself. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, for anyone listening out there, if you are really stressful and you don't know how to manage that stress, mm. if you have maybe anger management issues or something, <laughs> this is something that you could possibly try. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which transitions nicely to our next segment, which is that we're going to be talking about the happiness practice. Mm. And Erin, uh, we have asked you to come prepared with a practice that you like to recommend. Mm -hmm. What is that practice? Okay. So just now I mentioned about uh, attentional flexibility, mm -hmm. right? How to sort of anchor ourselves back to the present moment. A really simple way to do that is to use our five senses. Mm. And our five senses belong to the body, right? So our mind is so powerful that it can bring us everywhere, miles away to the past or the future, but our body is always present with us in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And this is why we want to use our body. Okay. And one of the easiest ways is to learn to use and engage with our five senses and to open up our five senses to just be with whatever activity that we're doing. And this is really important because mindfulness is not about hiding in some cave and just avoiding the world. Right, so we have to, we still have to live our lives. We have to go on with our lives. So we want to be able to integrate moments of mindfulness like this in our daily routines, mm. in our daily lives. So this is really helpful. You can do this practice just paying moment to moment awareness using the five senses. So mm. um, this works best with things that you do on a daily basis. It's very routine for you, right? So for example, you could do it when you're doing household chores, uh, when you're doing self-grooming, like brushing your teeth, washing your face, showering, for guys maybe shaving, you want to be very mindful of that, <laughs> right? Um, you can do it while you're walking, 
right? Yeah. We, we could do mindful walking. Yes, but I just wanted to introduce something really simple. And uh, one of the easiest ways is to use food. Right. So we can do mindful eating or mindful drinking. So that's when our senses can really be engaged right. in the present moment right. with the food itself. And, uh, and and how long would you recommend this this sort of uh, exercise or practice for? It can be as long as the activity lasts. We can try that in a typical lunch hour. We don't have to do it for the full lunch hour. But if you do get the chance to, it could take five minutes, you know, just five or ten minutes to just be with the food. And then after that, if you want to go about your usual routines, you can do that. Or you can try it for the entire meal. Hmm. Or we can start with something smaller. So I'm going to recommend like your, your morning coffee or your morning tea. Just taking a few minutes, right? You can even try it for the first three to five sips or so and then just go about your daily life. All right. Yeah. All right. And so um, before we came into the recording today, right, Erin mm. actually suggested that we do a live demonstration. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I, I imagine that this might be a little bit abstract for, for some of you guys listening out there. Mm. Because Aaron's just been talking about like, oh, pay attention to your five senses, pay attention to your five senses. So mm. what, what does that really mean, right? Yes. Mm. All right, so I've got my cup of teh si ping siu tai. Right ah, <laughs> okay. So you're a tea drinker more than a coffee drinker? Yeah, I, I, know, <laughs> I know I said coffee earlier, but teh si ping is actually my... Uh, go to. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. So walk me walk me through this, Erin. How what am I supposed to be looking out for? What am mm. I supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, uh, we are not going to just drink it as per normal, mm -hmm. right? So so how do you drink it? Can you show it to me? Okay. All right. So that's re that's relatively slow, right? So you're just taking a slow sip. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so usually when you drink it, how do you do that? I mean, kind of like that, but a bit less consciously it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> awkward because it's like no one has ever asked me to like hey show me how you drink your, <laughs> your tea okay yeah. so I would imagine that you'll be going about uh, typing on a laptop sure. and then when you feel a little thirsty you just reach out for your drink and then you just take a sip place it down and then just continue with your work right 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 yes. right, okay. right so this time we're, we're really going to pay attention and we're just going to go very slow with this process okay right? so if you think it's awkward you don't have to look at me okay. you just have to pay attention to your thesis Okay, so right. so I'm just I'm 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 uh, staring right at the mic mm. now. That's just I'm staring okay. away from Erin just so that okay. I won't get distracted. <laughs> okay. okay, right. So we're gonna start uh, engaging our five senses, uh, starting with maybe the sense of sight. Right. Mm -hmm. So just using our eyes, we're just gonna take in the visuals of your drink. Okay. So let's just take a look at uh, the cup that okay. you're holding on to. Mm -hmm. um, just observing the shape, the size. And then maybe because your cup is transparent, you want to look at the color of the drink. And then now perhaps uh, just picking up the cup with one hand. Okay. Right? Noticing that contact, the physical contact between your hand and the cup. Maybe at this moment, you're noticing the texture of the plastic. Mm -hmm. You're noticing the smoothness of the cup, right? Maybe you're noticing also temperature. Mm. There's a certain coldness to the drink. Noticing the grip, the strength of the grip. And then now, we're just going to... If you could help me to just very mindfully and slowly maybe uh, remove the lid off your drink. Is that okay? Yep. Just removing the lid so that um, we can get a good look at the drink inside. Okay? Okay. Right? So you may want to just bring the drink closer to you and just taking in the visuals of the drink like that. Maybe just lightly swirling the drink around in the cup, noticing the movement of the tea in the cup with the ice cubes. 
And then now you may want to just um, bring the drink closer to your nose, and we're just going to take in any smells. You may notice the smell of tea, right? Is it a strong smell? Is it a subtle smell? Is it a pleasant smell to you? Unpleasant, neutral? All right. So now we're just going to begin drinking it, but not so soon. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just need you to take one sip of this tea, okay. not too large a mouthful. Just a small sip, and then not to swallow it first, and to just keep the 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 tea in your mouth, right in the jaw. So as you keep this tea in your mouth, just noticing how the liquid feels like against the tongue, against the teeth, the gums. Noticing temperature, noticing the texture of the water. Maybe lightly swirling it around a little, just to feel the movements of the water. So now, very slowly, just bit by bit, we're going to begin to swallow this water. And as you swallow it bit by bit, just notice the feel of the water traveling down the throat and into your stomach. You're probably noticing the movement of the water, the temperature of the water, the coolness of the water. And that's it. That's the practice. So that's with one sip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How was that for you? I must admit, I've never drank tea this way before. <laughs> mm, yes. Um, what's funny is that um, the tea tastes a lot more distinct. <laughs> mm, you can taste the flavors of the tea more distinctly. Yeah, yeah? I, I don't know if it's because um, I got to smell it as well because mm. I don't normally <laughs> smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yes, so of course this takes practice. Um, the first time that we do it, it could feel a little strange, yeah. right? a little awkward as well. So you could do this for a few sips. Uh, you could do it with food. You could try this with um, when you are brushing your teeth, right? Brushing your teeth, you can engage the, the sense of sensations really well, mm. right? So you can actually taste the mintiness, the sweetness of the toothpaste. Um, there's a lot of smell going on. As you're brushing your teeth, um, the, the friction against the, the toothbrush in yeah. the teeth, you can you can hear the sounds. Yeah. You can notice the, the sensations of the friction, things like that. So yeah. you can a, just... That's, that's yes. a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it can happen with daily grooming or, or household chores. All right. Yeah. So to sum it up, your happiness practice, basically um, sort of like taking little pockets of time throughout the day to mm. sort of zone in into the present in mm. three or five senses. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And and this might sound easy because we're just talking, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think mm. you can try this for like five minutes to mm. see if you are bored, <laughs> bored or not. <laughs> well, yeah. five minutes is really long. What oh, I usually oh. <laughs> recommend for beginners without much training, uh, do uh, one minute of mindfulness every day. Just one minute. Okay. Just one minute, yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. And so to sort of uh, add some structure to this happiness practice, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, let's say we, we do this as a sort of challenge. How For what period of time would you like to would you like us to do this for? Mm. Or like to try this for? Well, um, of course, from a mindfulness teacher's perspective, I would like to recommend you to practice it as a lifelong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's not possible. So yeah. um, if you have a week or so to just uh, try this out to explore and to just take one or two minutes or so every day to just practice and when we're dedicating ourselves to this one or two minutes, really ensure that you have that space and that time to do it and you're not distracted by anything else. Yeah. But even if distraction comes, it's also part of your present moment experience. So yeah. just notice that and just move on with your practice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I, I know you guys are busy out there, but don't tell me you don't even have like one minute to spare. I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. Yeah. You're just straight up lying if you if you say you don't have one single minute. Yeah, that's right. No yeah. one is that busy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So so um to sort of wrap things up, uh, mm. just just sort of like to to lay it all out. So do this practice for about a week or so every single day. Just spend a minute or two where you incorporate sort of like um, mind, f- really paying attention to your five senses when you're doing one particular activity or mm. like some regular activity that you do. So this could be like, um, you know, eating your toast, you know, drinking your coffee or brushing your teeth. Like. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And do you have a name for this practice? Um, let's just call it opening our senses. Opening our senses. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Aaron. Uh, we'll go and uh, do uh, do this challenge. Great. And then uh, mm. we'll follow up with you again. Sure. Thank Sounds you for good. joining us. Thank you, Danny. Relax. Relax. Ah. All right, so that was the interview and happiness practice brief from our guest expert, Erin. And, you know, even just from that short interview, I think it's helped me to unpack this whole mindfulness phenomenon just a little bit. I especially like the part where she pointed out that it's not really about focusing, but more on just paying attention to what's going on within us and around us, be it physically, mentally, emotionally, or whatever. But as to whether this actually works, we have to find that out for ourselves, won't we? And if you want to try out the practice as well, you can check out the guidelines and instructions in the episode description or at the show notes found at the conference website. Okay, and with that, let's get this practice underway. Okay, so with this challenge, Aaron recommended that we do it with something that is part of our daily routine. I think I've kind of figured out what that activity is going to be. And it's not going to be anything too fancy. But basically, for the past few days, because of my jet lag, I've been sleeping early, waking up early, going for these morning workouts, and then afterwards, what I typically do is a steaming cup of coffee, go up a few flight of stairs to the rooftop of my building and just soak in the morning overlooking the city of Baltimore. Ah. Yeah, I think this will work just fine. of this mindfulness exercise is to realign your mental state by placing more attention on the present, right? And normally, when I do my morning routine thingy, I tend to just mindlessly scroll through my phone while my brain scrambles through the things that I need to be doing for the day. So I'm actually really, really curious to see what effects this practice might have. So I've got my coffee in front of me. I am seated comfortably, the recorder is running in the background, and I think I am ready to begin. This is day one of opening our senses. So I can see my milky brown coffee. It's this nice rich aroma. 
the hum of the generators uh, just in the background. I can hear the sounds of the city that is uh, going on right below me as uh, the city of Baltimore. Is I can feel the uh, sort of cool breeze of the morning. So the last sense now, taste. All right, so here we go. Yeah. So in terms of taste, I can taste that the, the sweetness um, and the bitterness of the coffee at the same time. I can taste that sort of creamy, smooth texture. And even now, after uh, I've, I've swirled, swirled it around in my mouth for a little bit. Okay, so I just got done with uh, day one of the mindfulness exercise. So uh, thoughts on day one, I think I found it really difficult to sort of get into the whole uh, mind space of just allowing uh, my senses to take over because, you know, my head was still just clouded with, with thoughts of like, oh, um, am I recording this right? Uh, do I have to record it again? That sort of thing. So, you know, sometimes it's like, the thoughts just keep coming in, even if you try to focus in on the present. So it's really difficult to try and balance that sort of uh, space between the past, the present, and the future. However, I will say that for, I think, about five seconds or maybe even three seconds or so, there was like this fleeting moment where I think my senses just washed over me. Hello, hello, it is day two of uh, the mindfulness practice challenge, opening your senses. It's a much nicer day today compared to yesterday. Yesterday was pretty foggy. Uh, today I can actually see the sunrise and it is beautiful by the way. But anyway, yeah, so I'll be doing the mindfulness practice and I'll let you know how it goes later. See ya! Okay, so um, I'm back at the apartment. I just finished day two of the mindfulness exercise. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit challenging, but um, I will persevere. Erin did say that this is not going to be an overnight thing. So uh, I'm interested to see how, how we will progress moving forward. But yeah, this has been day two. I'll see you again tomorrow. Okay, so this is day three of the mindfulness practice. Um, I just got done with the exercise and still get distracted quite often. Don't really find myself getting into those zones quite as much, but there were a few fleeting moments. This is the thing I'm noticing uh, when I'm just starting out doing this, is that you do get some fleeting moments of when you are fully present and then you can really sort of uh, rein in the moment in that, in that sense yeah and, and there were a few fleeting moments right when I just closed my eyes and focused not say focus sorry paid attention to, to what I was hearing I could actually hear the birds yeah
Okay, so this is day four of the uh, mindfulness practice. I've just finished the practice. It's a beautiful morning. It's got this nice clear sky. This, the sun is out. Um, and what I'm finding is that although it's kind of difficult to sort of pay attention to all five senses at once, if you sort of zone in on that one sense that sort of lures you in and captures you in, you sort of get these moments of like pure serenity. During, during the mindfulness practice, I just found myself like lost. I, I don't know how long I was in. I was just zoned in um, on that lake. It just looked so peaceful and serene. And, and then contrasting that, it's like um, you have the street with like all the cars going beside because, you know, it's, it's rush hour at the moment. It's uh, about 8.30, I think, or 9 a.m. And... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel really grateful that um, I'm able to have these moments where I can just sit sit down in quiet reflection and just look out onto this beautiful, beautiful view at the moment. Yeah, because, you know, just I would say like maybe three weeks or a month ago, my mornings were just hectic, just a blur, trying to get ready have my have my breakfast, you know, put on my clothes, then rush out to the bus and and get to work, right? But yeah, just being able to sit down, have these like three to five minutes, just to look o- look over and and seize the morning. It's just yeah, it's unbelievable. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to day five of the mindfulness practice. It is a beautiful morning here um, over in Baltimore. But, you know, even if it wasn't a beautiful day, I would hope that I would still be able to do this practice and come off feeling the same way. You know, while you're doing mindfulness or while you're being in the present, you are supposed to be able to take things as they come, allow change to happen, and sort of not be affected by it. That's the whole point, is sort of adapt to whatever circumstance. You know, given my circumstance, I, I obviously have the time and I obviously have the sort of nice setting to do it. But hopefully if, if you guys are trying this outside, you will have a little bit more patience and, you know, see how this works out for you. But anyway, yeah, I feel calm. I feel, you know, relaxed. And actually, you know, over the course of these five days, I'm actually look really starting to look forward to, to just coming up to the rooftop have this like five to ten minutes of just myself sitting here uh, and just soaking in the morning like, like I always say so yeah that's day five there's two more days of this left and yeah see you for day six okay so I've just finished day six of the mindfulness practice it is a beautiful beautiful Saturday morning. The time now is about 9, I think 40 a.m. I feel wonderful, calm, and at ease. When I first started this challenge, I didn't expect to feel this way, but now on the second last day of doing this challenge, it's just like when you get beautiful mornings such as this, 
I think you're able to sort of take it in better. Yeah, I just I just have this uh, warmth over me right now, and just this sense of ease and and calm. And the thing that I think that strikes me the most is how simple it is. It's just you notice all these little things around you, like how the uh, the the sun glistens against the lake. The reflections against the glass buildings, you know, the cool breeze against your face, the uh, the bittersweet taste of the coffee, you know, the warmth that fills you as a as you swallow that coffee and it goes into your stomach. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, I think. Okay, so this is day seven of the mindfulness practice and it's a little it's kind of weird because um you know throughout the challenge right there were days when it rained and i would be kind of annoyed because i wouldn't be able to uh, sit in my usual chair because it was just drenched and today it was like i was aware that I was getting annoyed, if that makes any sense. It's, it's, it's so funny because it's like, it's like the little things that can sort of affect your mood where previously it might have just subconsciously done so and it would have just ruined your whole day. Now it's like I'm able to see that, hey, yeah, the weather is not great today. Um, I'm getting a little bit annoyed. I guess I guess that's part of what mindfulness is. Hopefully, that is part of what mindfulness is, <laughs> and that shows that at least I've made a little bit of uh, progress. But so that is the mindfulness practice for seven days. It's been quite. I don't know if eye-opening is the word. I don't think it has been that dramatic of a change, but I do notice a little bit of changes here and there. And, you know, even though uh, I am working from home and I do spend a lot of time myself uh, at home, either that or with my wife, I, I never notice how little I'm actually, spend, I'm actually spending just observing and paying attention to the present. Because most of the time I'll be either, you know, uh, working on the computer, listening and editing on some episode, writing a script or or watching something on Netflix or YouTube or stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a, an enjoyable experience so far. I hope you guys uh, who are doing this mindfulness practice do feel this about the same way, you know. Hopefully you're still able to squeeze that, you know, even if it's just five minutes of of mindfulness into your day to open up your senses even if it's just uh, two to three bites of your your lunch you know and hopefully you can make you can see that it makes that little bit of difference uh, in terms of your mood and how it affects your sort of your state of mind hello, hello. hi Erin hi hi Danny hi how's it going good good how's it going for you good 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I tried out your the the practice that you recommended, um, opening mm-hmm. your senses. Mm-hmm. I must say it was uh-huh. quite um quite a, a different experience, but 
think I think I quite I think I quite uh, enjoyed it. The first I gotta okay. admit the the first few days it was very um it was kind of difficult to get into. I was uh, very distracted. Mm. How I set up my practice was that um you mm. said to do you said to incorporate it as part of your routine, right? And so yes, my right. my routine over here was that I wake up in the morning, I go for like a 30-minute exercise, and then uh, before taking a shower, I would make myself some coffee and then go up to the rooftop of my building and then uh, have a, and then uh, sort of soak in the morning. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. so I incorporated the, the practice into that. And then okay. uh, I think the first day I tried it, there was like a, f- a few brief seconds where I noticed like, oh, you know, instead of like the usual hum of the generators and the traffic below i could actually hear like the the birds chirping and the seagulls uh, uh mm. squawking in the background so okay. I, was, also yeah. I was like oh this 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 must be what uh erin was talking about by you know paying attention to your senses right <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. yeah that's right that's yeah. right but, yeah. but but then um on the second day right so then mm-hmm. i sort of went there with the mindset of like I'm going to chase this sensation. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So then, and then, I, and then I think that sort of um, was the wrong strategy because I ended up just focusing too much on that, and then I was just mm. like trying to focus on like the the birds chirping and stuff and and so on. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, what did you notice when you when you were chasing after the the sound of the birds chirping? I think it was like I was just too narrow. Uh, in in that mm-hmm. in that one sense, and mm-hmm. then I was just okay. ignoring ignoring all the the I was ignoring all the other senses, just trying to chase this sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then um, mm. I don't know. I just got sort of distracted, and then and then halfway during that, I was sort of like, oh, am I supposed to be looking out for other things as well? <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, sort of lost. Yeah, lost, yeah. Uh, uh, that that's a that's actually a common uh, question that comes up because when we really start to pay attention, suddenly we we don't know what to pay attention to. Yeah. Right? And uh, mindfulness is actually not just about focusing alone. So you realize that, you know, we're so used to the, this notion of focusing as a way of paying attention. Yeah. So you feel like, you know, I, I need to have something. I need to be searching for something to put my attention on. Exactly. So, yeah. So at that moment, if you notice birds chirping, then you notice birds chirping. If you notice that there are no birds, then there are no birds. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's the practice. So we're simply learning to rest our senses on what is available uh, around us and within us from from one moment from from moment to moment. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think uh, for for that first two days at least, I didn't go in with that mindset yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because uh, okay. I was yeah. still just trying out, feeling it out, mm. and then uh, just because of that 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 uh, moment on day one, I tried to chase it, but then I was like. Oh, I was supposed to look out for other things as well. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But then okay. on, um, I think on day three and then day four, moving onwards, I had this sort of different strategy. Um, mm. because you know, the, the whole challenge, the idea is that you open up your senses and you, like you said, you make yourself available to what's around you, right? And so mm. I didn't want to be hampered with the idea of like, oh, I, I have to say something throughout, during the practice. I have to keep watching mm. out for this and that. So what I did was yes. that I, I set the recorder running. So when I when I uh, prepared the coffee, walked up to the roof, I set my recorder running on the table and then I just did the practice. And then afterwards that I make my my comments. And I think mm. and I think that that worked out a lot better, la, I would say. Especially for for the first two days, it was like, 
you know, when you try to pay attention or open your senses, like you said, it's mm. you're, you're, you're kind of jumping between one sense to the other. You're like not sure what to pay attention to. But then mm-hmm. on the third day, when I just like sort of put my mind at ease and I, I just forget about the recording and just leave it to one side yeah. and just like mm-hmm. let myself be in the moment sort of thing. I think, yes. I think that sort of made it a lot better. There were, and, and I don't know if this is supposed to be how you're feeling, but then there were moments whereby I felt like this sensation just washed over me. Mm-hmm. And what kind of sensation is that? It might, might have been just the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sensation of drinking, tasting the coffee? Uh, it was not like, it was not the taste. It's more like the warmth just like coursing through the, the body. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, but, mm. um, you know, after you drink the coffee, of course, like warm coffee against like a cold, chilly, uh, environment, yeah, you'll get that sensation. But of course, mm. but, but, but also like throughout, uh, the practice for like day three, day four, day five, there were like these brief moments where I just sat there and then I, I think mm. better enjoyed that morning. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, it was a, it was a good strategy on your end because, um, from day three and day four, basically you just put aside your recording, right? Mm. And you just learn to be in the moment with the coffee. So you had a sort of like a taste of what it's like to, uh, to be in the being mode mm. rather than the doing mode. Because when you're in a doing mode, you just want to, you just want to get the recording done, right? So if you're in yeah. the doing mode, you find that it's hard to actually be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the interesting thing, right, was that, um, the last day, right? Um, mm. so throughout, throughout the entire exercise, it was like, there were days where it would, it rained and then I couldn't sit on my normal seat. And then I'll be mm. a little bit annoyed and flustered at the beginning, you know, be a little distracting. Oh. But then, okay. but then on the, on the last day, it was like, it, it rained again. But then mm. I was like, you know what? It just rained. The chairs are wet. The mm. sun isn't out. You know, it's chilly. It's cold. The, the, mm. the sky is gray, but mm. I can just, while doing this practice, I can just notice it. Mm. And, and it was like the first time I ever sort of like caught myself in that process of like, Hey, this is actually annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You noticed, you noticed that you were annoyed. Simply that, right? Yeah. It's so, mm. it's such a strange sort of, uh, realization. <laughs> It's yeah. it's something unusual for you to notice these emotions. Yeah, because like I'm I'm pretty sure for a lot for most people it's like when emotions come they ju- it just comes and then they sort of mm. you know be that emotion or whatever. But mm, then mm-hmm. but then while I was doing that that practice it was like after a while I just noticed hey I'm actually annoyed by the environment right now, but you know mm, I can right. choose I can choose whether or not to deal. With. It's sort of it's it's so strange because it's like. Part of me is still calm, but the other part mm. is like, the brain is like, oh, you know, hey, you notice that the sky is grey, you notice that your usual mm. chair is wet, you should yeah. be annoyed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, that's very interesting. So, sort of like uh, you were actually watching yourself, right? You were watching yourself having these thoughts, having these emotions. Yeah, in, in a very yeah. surreal, weird sense. <laughs> mm, okay, <clears throat> very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is, is, is this supposed to be part of the normal course of, you know, learning, learning the mindfulness practice and stuff? 
Mm. Well, when you when you practice and train your awareness this way, uh, this is when you're just stepping back and just watching yourself having all these internal states of mind, mm. and you're, you're not really acting on them. So let's say you have an annoying thought coming in, but you're not acting on that thought. You're just watching yourself having that thought, and in a way that can be quite liberating because you realize that oh, I don't have to be in that negative state. All right, and with that brings the end to this episode of Happiness Is. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the episode and hope you learned something new about mindfulness and happiness. If you're interested in trying out the practice for yourself, you can find all the steps in the description and on the conference website. And please, please, please do share about your experiences. We would love to hear about them. With that being said, this podcast was produced and edited by me, Danny Cordy, on behalf of Fable Productions. And I hope to see you guys at the coming Happiness Conference 2020. See you there.